This episode contains adult language, mature situations, first-person perspectives, unrequited pure love, melancholy loneliness, beautiful backgrounds, and the unwavering loyalty of pets. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 278, She is My Person. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and varying views about connectly enhanced narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled and amazing episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And I hope that all of you are doing well. I've been doing pretty good, been relaxed, chill, and I am so psyched for next week for Anime Boston. Now, before I forget, because I am getting a little bit ahead of myself... If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about a manga and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the affordability, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be informative, educational, entertaining, and impartial as possible, even though sometimes it doesn't work, especially if it's a really bad series or if it's a really amazing series. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakeen.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Spotify, Apple Music, Player.fm, and many other social media sites, which you can find out in the show notes below. And if you want to just ask me a question or if you want to rant about my review or just if you want to just start a dialogue, you can email me at xan at spirekin.com or DM me at Twitter at Spirekin. Just look up Spirekin on any of those sites and I guarantee you'll find me somewhere. So that that's out of the way, let's get to the topic at hand, shall we? Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated on to me that you're a manga that is another adaptation of a Makoto Shinkai work. This is actually the fourth one we've done and more importantly that I have to make an apology because in the last episode, when we talked about Voices of a Distant Star, the last time we talked about Makoto Shinkai, I said that that was the first adapted work of his, his first independent work. And that is true that that was the first one he budgeted, but that's not his first foray into animation. There were actually several earlier works, and this is just one of those works, and it's actually an earlier one from 1999. But it was re-released as a manga in 2016 by Kodansha and then released over here last year 2017 by Vertical Inc which is also a publication of Kodansha there's one volume there's an adaptation of the five minute short in an anime form that's 23 episodes where they change the name a little bit and this is a slice of life kind of coming of age story but more point that it is a weird romance and the tale the title is going to be well she and her cat and before I forget, this was illustrated by Subasa Yamaguchi, who helped flesh out this story, which was only a five-minute short about a lady and her cat. And it's very intriguing because most stories about pet ownership, it's from the owner's point of view. You see them find the animal, take care of it. This is completely different. This is from the perspective of Chobi. Chobi is a cat that the main female character who in the original short doesn't have a name, but they name her Miu, adopts. And Miu is navigating the world of adulthood. She has a job. She deals with having the freedom of not being with your parents and also the freedom to find love, 
when things go horrible for her, you see all the emotional turmoil she goes through. And witnessing this and empathizing with this is Chobi. And it's from his point of view. And you see how he relates this world to his situation, what he sees and what he wonders. And it's intriguing because you see this cat who is, it's a cat, but Miu is his universe. And it's not like that's his mother. It's no, he's in love with her. And he even says at one point, he says, I love her. And she's as beautiful as a lover and as kind as a mother. And then he even wonders at one point, who's calling? Is it her mom? Aren't I supposed to meet her yet? I should be introduced to her yet? Or maybe that's too soon. Maybe I'm presumptuous. And he admits he feels irritated when she goes away, when he can't see her. But he's happy when she comes back and she does take care of him. And she's nice to him. And he sees her at her happiest, her at her loneliest. How they spend their time together. How they read newspapers together. How they work on work together. He doesn't understand what the work is, but he's there for her. And when she's sad, because you see her being sad and what she's going through, he can't comprehend what's going on. He's like, I don't understand what's going on. Something's troubling her, and I wish I could just take it away. And he admits that when she grows up that she's like, she's uh, wondering what's going on and why People are grown up and people are still young. Like one cat becomes his girlfriend, quote unquote, and she asks him to marry her. He's like, marry me, Chobi. And he's like, no, I have someone. I'm in love with her. It's like, I don't understand. He's like, when you get older, you'll understand. And he says, I prefer someone who's mature and grown up like my mistress. And it's just an interesting very nice twist on the concept of seeing from a cat's point of view. You don't expect that. And while there's lots of love in this as well, there's also a lot of melancholy and sadness, especially from Mew's point of view, because from what we could gather, because they don't spell it out, she has issues with dealing with other people. She's introverted. And when she tries to put herself out there, it doesn't always work out. And when it's truly tragic, it's heartbreaking. Seeing how Chobi doesn't know what to do. He knows that she's sad. He wants to fix it. And he can't. And he doesn't understand the reason why someone would be mean to his mistress. And he says, I'm the only one who sees that she's always kinder than anyone else. She's lovelier than anyone else. That she lives more earnestly than anyone else. And she should be happy. And he wants to bring the warmth back. And eventually, things happen where she goes through more, and then she realizes that the person who loves her the most that was looking for her is her cat. Because at one point, she may try to do something very bad, and he actually breaks out of the house to find her. And she's like, wait, wait, how did you get out of the house? Why are you here? And she realizes that he came looking for her because he loves her. And she says, thank you for looking for me. It's a weird, strange romance that takes place over one year. It starts in spring and ends in winter. And I've got to say, it's a very thought-provoking and passionate film. Like all of that film, manga, like all of 
Makoto Shinkai's other work, it's dealing with communication in a very unique way. And unlike with Garden of Words, where was their meeting under... Well, actually, let me phrase that. Similar to Garden of Words, this has a lot of usage of raindrops. Like the scenes that are most poignant, like him finding her in the rain or when she's sad, it has to do with raindrops and weather and you see it outside. The majority of the background is her apartment. When you see the outside, you see those lovely and beautiful images that are depicted so well. And they're not photorealistic, but they're engaging and entrancing. That's a common link with Makoto Shinkai, I've got to say. And I've got to say that he is probably one of the best in the medium right now. And he is one of the greatest mangaka right now and anime creators. Now, besides the artwork and the character, the love of the character, it's a one-shot, so it's quick, and it's very, just like Voices of a Distant Star, that the manga has a great treatment to it, and Vertical does a great job releasing it. They take great strides to make this as elegant and as just wonderful as possible. They also have a interesting thing in it, which is at the end, you actually see his girlfriend, Mimi, the, the female cat, and it's from her point of view, and it's just on sketch drawings. It's just her feelings, and she says that she loves the person she feeds me because she's tough and strong. Very different than the concept of Chobi, where he loves her for her flaws and her the, the good parts and the bad parts. It's the kind of love that anybody would want. You would want that love that no matter what will never waver. And speaking in real life right now, I've recently, well, I'm now a cat's person. See, Greta has a cat and her cat, it's her cat. She owns the cat. She raised a cat. However, I'm the cat's favorite person. Cat will curl up next to me, will sleep next to me, lie on top of me. And, you know, cats are very, when they love someone, they love them unrequited they'll do anything they can to make the person happy if the person's feeling sad they'll try to comfort them when they're in a good mood they'll want to play with them so if you have a cat or if you're a cat person or not you'll you'll relate to the story very much so with that in mind what am i going to give she and her cat aka um kanojo to kanojo no neko i'm gonna have to give this a really 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 fucking cool if you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes. Will open the soul. Will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustar. It is a great story. It is artistic. It is compelling. And even though it's a little slow, it does put a smile on your face at the end. And you're able to empathize with all the characters if you've ever had a love in your life. If you disagree with me, email me, zanspirekin.com, or comment in the show notes below. Or if you're listening to it on YouTube, just let me know what you think. Uh, so with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga. Each number 
has a manga title connected to it, so with whatever number it lands, and that's we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 279. We're getting there, folks. We're going to hit 300 by May 15th, one way or the other. So let me... S- one second while I get it ready, because it's acting up a little bit. Sorry about that. Ah, there we go. Yeah, recently I've been trying to move the Wheel of Manga around to find a good spot for it. Because I've been having some feedback issues with it, but we're going to try over here, and hopefully this is the perfect spot for it. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? That was a pretty good damn spin. Number two. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Mom Review, I'm going to be reviewing... Ooh, an... Oldie but Goldie, a manga which was written by a terrible person called Usumaro Fuyura, who you may remember from when we reviewed No Longer Human and Genkaku Picasso. This is one of his more disturbing works. This is Lychee Light Club, so prepare to be horrified and mystified as we review that next episode. Ah. I'll let you guys know how that is next time. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on this journey. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you guys next time. Uh, so that's it. So this is your host, Zan, saying, I'm Gonsville. Read more manga. No sé